Is that a hickey on your neck? It's a, actually a curling iron burn. Lol. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> it does look like a burn. It doesn't really look like a hickey, but it like, could be, you know. This is 7 Minutes in Heaven, <laughs> the Sex News Podcast. With your favorites. Ariel Kaplan. And Miriam Jivotovsky. Your favorites. Your favorites. And everything. Your favorite sluts. Every category. Yeah. Do you like being called a slut during sex? Yes. I don't. Um, only during like a BDSM context though. Oh. Like you like that, you dirty slut. And I'm like, I'm such a slut. <laughs> Today I was reading a literotica while masturbating. That was like, I was, I haven't done this in a long time. I usually have just to swatch porn or don't watch anything, but I decided to read a literotica and it was like the slut door. So this woman goes to a therapist appointment and she hasn't met the doctor yet. And there's two doors. One door is this door is for people. And the other door is a doggy door. And it says this door is for sluts. And you have to take off your underwear before you can come in your panties. What? And so then she turns to the receptionist and she's like, wait, which door do I go? In? And she's like, isn't it obvious? And like, that's the whole story. The whole story is her like deciding which door to go through and like her dripping wet cunt. <laughs> and I was like, go through the fucking slut door and let's see what happens next. But it, I never got that release. <laughs> I think I like to be called more and I have never been called this before, but I think like dirty girl. Like, oh yeah. Like you're a naughty girl. And I, I like want to be that. a slut though. I like being a naughty girl. I like being a slut. Yeah. I don't want to be, I like to be physically, um, abused, not abused when I, uh, uh, degraded. Mm. <laughs> I don't like to be abused at all. I like to be physically degraded, but not emotionally. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I like both. Well, I like, I like the like more degradation of like little girl. Yeah. Like, you like that little girl. Yeah. Oh God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to know if you guys are jerking off to this, like please write in because yeah. it fuels our confidence. We need to know if you're also <laughs> as wet as we are. <laughs> dripping. <laughs> Speaking of dripping and tied back into why I asked this and also tied into my curling iron oh it all comes together um I hooked up with the toy man who I talked about on I think on last week's episode not last week the week before the live show yeah um and so like I saw him at a party um this is the guy who's in an open relationship um, and he was like deciding whether he wanted to fuck me and like <laughs> including me in this debate. And I was like, can you just figure it out on your own? Like either we do it or we don't. But, like I don't need to be involved in this decision. Right. So eventually he's I think maybe he talked to his girlfriend or something and she was like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> so I took acid at the party and we were just the party. Hitting, oh, this was at a birthday party. Right. Um, it was like the, the people who introduced us is like nice. his friends, um, or my friend's boyfriend's surprise party. Right. Any hoozy. So we all, we're all hanging out until like 4am and then we get back to my place around then and we have sex and I squirted so much, Damn. like drenched the bed. Oh I was God. like freaking out. I was like, I can't. 
<laughs> he was free he wasn't freaking out but he was like whoa like you just squirted so much and i didn't see the extent of it and then when i realized i was like why are you freaking out this is crazy <laughs> like i've never done that before so then i was like all right we need to go let's go take a shower so we go to the shower and he like gets in really only i needed to take the shower because i had like pee squirt, squirt yeah all over <laughs> myself um and so he gets in the, he gets in the shower and he's like oh my god it's so cold and then i get in basically push him out and he's like shaking naked <laughs> and i'm in there like showering and then he <laughs> runs to my room butt naked my roommate is sleeping oh. this is like 5 a.m right um and then he's just like shivering in here and then I come out and like the whole thing was very unnecessary I didn't need, need for him to do that at all but I thought it was hilarious <laughs> wait what does that have to do with slut that, oh so he called me like yeah you like that slut like you're my slut oh. you're my dr-. and at first I was like okay whatever like maybe he'll just stop saying it and then I was like I don't like that and so he stopped and it wasn't yeah. weird but um and then I think the reason I squirted so hard was because of the acid I was gonna say like yeah the first time I ever did a hallucinogen, I just cried like what? so much. Yeah. And it was amazing. It was like beautiful. You like squirted I could control. out of your eyes. Exactly. Like my <laughs> eyes just squirted. What the fuck? So you, it's like you cried from your pussy. Yeah. But I didn't orgasm. He was really trying to. Um, and I then feel like it's hard on acid kind of. You Even think? You squirted a bunch. I mean, I just feel like your body is so like detached almost i thought maybe it would make it easier or like on molly is that easier or harder i haven't had sex on molly Mm -hmm. i did have sex i've never had sex on acid but i have had sex on shrooms and it was crazy and i felt like i was like consuming the other person i can imagine it was like animal planet like the female like eats the male with her pussy uh yeah i just like wanted to like (laughs) (laughs) uh, like that was when i realized that sex isn't like um or heterosexual sex piv isn't like a man's like penetrating a woman it's like no like i'm consuming your penis yeah yeah when you can that was a crazy paradigm shift for me wow life was never the same yeah it wasn't (laughs) because when you touch stuff on shrooms it just everything feels so amazing yeah oh my god (laughs) i can't stop touching myself (laughs) okay and then the curling iron part i thought he might think that like i had a hickey and then the next day I hooked up or like I went over to someone's house and made out with them and Who? bleep it out. Oh, you went to his house? No, 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 no. His house. I have to bleep You went that to your too. friend's house and wasn't there. <laughs> he went upstate to like Did visit you go his baby, to this house to make nephew. out with bleep? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. So you knew you were going to go make out with him. Yeah, he's Wait, such a good so kisser. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he would be. But like, I'm taking it slow. <laughs> also, I'm like nervous. I don't know. So uh, like after I had sex with him, it's just like rose colored glasses, totally off, like not, you know. The toy guy. Yeah. Like you. Well, he didn't, he didn't like kiss me and I felt like a literal hooker yeah and you didn't even make money off it yeah like i mean we we like you know kissed a little but like not making out we used to make out um and i thought maybe he didn't want to be like super intimate like because of his girlfriend but i don't know but that should have been discussed if that was like the case yeah i felt kind of like maybe he thought i tasted bad or something and he also doesn't go down on me oh He's never really like that. And I totally forgot. He has this like fear that he's going to get herpes 
Um, and so that uh, I think has manifested in that, like he doesn't like pussy juice or whatever, but he's like a hypochondriac. Wow. Um, Bye. Yeah. So or whatever you decide, but you know, um, he lasts a really long time and that was cool. And he made you squirt like a fucking fountain. Yeah. That's cool too. Like the, the Trevi fountain. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know you knew what i was thinking <laughs> tell me about that massage okay yeah i haven't had a new men that i want to talk about but <laughs> more importantly you i did have a toy i got this i got the low wand massager i think it's the rechargeable wand um yeah they're all rechargeable yeah but that's like what it's called on the, it's not the petite one it's like the full size oh. wand First of all, it's super cute. It was included in like Goop's uh, basket, whatever, like gift Sorry, ideas. Oh, we're going to talk more about Goop in a bit. Spoiler alert. But oh. anyway, yeah, get ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this massager is first of all, like huge. I did not expect it to be so big. It's like the size of my forearm, like from my fingers <laughs> to my fucking whatever. What is this called? An elbow. elbow. <laughs> I was going to call it an ankle. Bone. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, it's huge and it's like heavy. I did not expect it to be that heavy. Um, and again, I think I talked about this last episode, but I always thought wands weren't for me because I don't like direct clitoral vibration. Um, but I got it because what's wrong with Molly Margaret was talking about how you could put it on your hand and use your hand to masturbate and make your hand vibrate. And that's kind of what the Pama does, which is the ring by Unbound. But anyway, I tried that. I didn't really like it. it made my hand feel weird. Um, and it's also super powerful. Like I've only ever used the lowest vibration setting because I can't handle anything more. But what I do, I've done this like a few times now is I hold it in between my legs, like to my vagina opening. And then I hold like the bottom of it with the bottom of my feet. Oh, so yeah. it's kind of like pressing against like my feet and my thighs and my vagina. Um, and first of all, it feels really good to like have that vibration on my feet too. It's very light cause it's the end of the wand there. So the vibration's super light, mm -hmm. but then towards my vagina, it's really heavy. And so first time I masturbated with it, I, had the like the head the, the head of it on my vagina and then just rub my clip but what i did today which was crazy is i used my gem which is my glass dildo mm -hmm. from unbound mm -hmm. i put it inside me and it's like a g-spot stimulator yeah and then i put the wand like there like so on my vagina as yes. i mentioned before and then like penetrated myself with the gem and rubbed my clip with my hand wait and it that was sounds like a lot of multitasking yeah, I just used one hand for the gem. I used my left hand for the gem and I used my right hand for the clit and my feet and my vagina were holding the... Oh my God, that's yeah. like acrobatic. <laughs> I know, I know. Can I get a, a boomerang amazing. of that? <laughs> yeah, I'll get, I'll get a boomerang for you. And then I like came so hard and I took these pictures that I'll show you and no one else <laughs> of me with my like oh wand. Oh my God. Like that's literally me right after I came. Aww. Like that's my orgasm face. <laughs> <laughs> you look so cute afterglow the wand was just like in between her massive yeah dogs. i put it in between my boobs and Wait, i was trying to get a um, good picture just for like reference everyone basically she's putting her legs in like a butterfly pose yes. basically yes like laying down on my back legs in butterfly pose my my like what is this <laughs> your fucking feet no the the bottom of the feet the soles soul. of the feet no the soles the front part right it's the whole thing okay the the soles like towards the ankle <laughs> the bottom of your fucking <laughs> Boy. my my your achilles heel for this achilles. no it's not my achilles. my heel <laughs> <laughs> guys i'm sorry i'm not okay right Are now you okay high? no i just had this crazy <laughs> orgasm i'm like after glowing i literally did this like right before i came over here um, um so I, i'm 
holding the bottom of the wand with my heels. So my feet are kind of vibrating. Then like the top of the wand is on my vagina and it's kind of like hitting my thighs too, my inner thighs and my vagina because it's so big. So like my whole legs are basically vibrating and my vagina. Wow. And then with my left hand, gem, right hand, clay. I think we're going to need to post a diagram (laughs) of this. Stay tuned. On our Patreon, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Patreon. (laughs) Right. About that. Oh. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Anyway, 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's pretty expensive, and it's definitely the loudest sex toy I have, but I still don't think my roommates heard it. That doesn't sound great. Yeah. It's expensive and super loud. (laughs) But it was, like, an amazing (laughs) orgasm. But you could probably, like, there's probably a lot of wands out there. I haven't tried all of them. This is the only one I have tried. But that's my birth control alarm. Don't worry, guys. I already took it. Uh, wow, deja vu. I know. I feel like I've heard that before. <laughs> I'm going to get a IUD in a few next week. Really? So, yeah, I'm going to get the Kylina. Oh, my God. So I'll let you guys know how that goes. Why? Um, I don't want to fucking take a pill every day. It's so annoying. Your IUD was expelled from your uterus twice, yeah, right? Yeah, but I had Paragard. Okay. I feel like Kylina, it's smaller. So I'll talk to my gyno and see what she says, but should I get it with you? Yeah, come with me. Sophie's coming. My sister. Shout out. No, not like to accompany you. Like I want to get one myself. Okay. (laughs) I have work. When are you going? Yeah, I'm going in the middle of the work. You're like what? In Westchester. (laughs) Fuck would I go with you? I thought it was one of those like haha, let's go to China things, you know? Oh. Like where we were like, haha, we'll do it, but we're not actually. I mean maybe we will. This was like way more realistic than going to China. (laughs) Also, China sounds really scary right now. That's true. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) enough of that. I think there's a code, but uh, we don't know if it's working right now, but you can try Horgasmic. Well, actually, if, if yeah, try Horgasmic, but also if you go onto the website, I think it just like if you're a first time customer, you get 20% off anyway. Oh, word, so word. like my codes are shit. Yeah, but their <laughs> products are so beautiful. They're expensive, yeah. but they're high quality. We're obsessed. Yeah, I, I, we're, we're, we're obsessed. obsessed. New obsession. This is my This is like when confession. I was in elementary school and I had an obsession with a different like hot celebrity like Ricky Ullman or Zac Efron. I was always like, oh my God, I love this like hot Jewish guy. Um, and that's like the same thing for sex toy companies yeah. now as an adult. Yeah. You have like pinups of yeah, your, like your, unbound your, all hail. My womanizer. Anyway, did you have anything more to add? I think that's, that's enough. enough. Okay. One, one thing. Oh, well, Actually, so two enough. things. Jewish Actually, three over. things. Oh my God. <laughs> I just, I forgot all these things that happened. Okay, hit me, hit me, hit me with it. <laughs> okay. So we also had anal sex. Oh, this you and s- the toy guy. Me and the toy man. You and I. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait. I don't we, remember that. At our live show, we had anal sex. Yeah. No, yeah. We, um, the first time I did it was with him a year ago. Wow. And it's actually funny because when we first started hooking up basically a year ago. Wow. And then it's just like full yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like it, it was okay, but at a certain point, um, like it didn't feel great anymore. And I was like, stop. And I wanted him to get out of me, but I think he was like wanting to wait for it to pass. And then. No. Yeah. Um, it was like it was kept going. It was like fluid. Anal sex is fluid. <laughs> We're in the between pain and and pleasure. Yeah. Um. So it was only for a little, but that happened. And then um, I asked him for his friend's number so I could send him this picture that I took at the party because it was so adorable. Right. Keep in mind, this friend has a girlfriend, but I guess they're also sort of in an open relationship. But like whatever. And he goes. 
oh my god are you gonna try and hook up with him too i can't introduce you to any of my friends oh my god wow so like fragile little baby yeah he was like concerned about condoms um and okay wait i have four things he was concerned (laughs) about condoms and i was like dude look around my room like who the fuck do you think i am i lit i have condoms like on my wall yeah i mean imagine ariel's room right now everybody yeah condom queen it's yeah that's made of condoms it's yeah she doesn't have a mattress it's just my my pillow is condoms it's yeah female condoms um okay the other thing condoms he was like literally about to enter me missionary and he was like is it weird that i keep talking about my girlfriend and i was like yep and he goes i want to have a threesome with you my girlfriend and then enters me (laughs) (laughs) i'm honestly down yeah i didn't say that though do you want to have sex with him again after like all this yeah sure all right yeah yeah i don't care I feel like his girlfriend. I don't have feelings for him at all. Yeah, I think she's like real kinky, but their relationship sounds pretty weird. Yeah. But whomst am I to judge? Yeah. Okay. Definitely you of all people. I'm done. (laughs) All right, let's get into the news. And welcome to Sex News. Sex news. Hot. This is Disney Channel. What is the thing? <laughs> and you're my li- name is Ariel, and you're watching the Disney Channel. And then you draw the the thing. What would we do? Like a, a penis? Dick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can we film that? Yeah. Can someone who can who who knows how to do that help us? Please. I bet we could do that on TikTok. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's do you it. Know I have a TikTok. You do? Yeah. Do you post videos? Yeah. Nuh-uh. It's kind of a joke, but I'm also, like, totally serious. I don't really get how to... Like, I've never even looked at the okay. app before, but it seems, like, you. kind of hard to do... To no, it's so it. easy. I made one when I was in Michigan. I made a bunch. This is just, like, Instagram stories. Yeah, I mean, I don't do it right. I don't do it the way the kids do it. Yeah, you're really bad at it. You know what? Why do I have 170 fucking views? Is that a lot? <laughs> Miriam, this is horrible. Wait, this, one, this is this one. <laughs> I like this one. It's an art, not a science. <laughs> that one was good. But then like all these song. random people comment on it. They're like, haha, great video. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck are you? Okay. Um, anyway. I, you know what? I'm really just jealous of your fame. Yeah, I can tell. I can sense that. Uh, but I'm sure if you made a orgasmic TikTok, you would get like a shit ton of followers so yeah i was i was thinking about it but like that's just a whole other job I yeah think. yeah it's like a whole other thing yeah. to do. all right news 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 what sex positions say about one's cheating habits oh no you're fucking cheater miriam what's your favorite sex position doggy style <laughs> that's don't hilarious. look me in the eye <laughs> that's hilarious because doggy style is the most common position for cheaters that makes sense yeah actually. yeah because it's like less intimate and you get the booty I, it just for me it hits the g-spot just uh, correctly and you can spank me and pull my hair yes and all i have to do is just like angle my ass and then you think i'm yeah. amazing in bed <laughs> and i like look back oh, and then they're like yes. don't look at me you ugly bitch oh my god i'm just what? kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding, god, I'm kidding. that was like such a projection I'm kidding. Holy crap. Yeah, no one ever would do that oh, i wouldn't have sex that? with someone yeah because it's funny no i mean i guess so i just like was <laughs> very offended yeah no i always look back 
but then sometimes I just like put my head down and like kind of not nap but like chill <laughs> take a little snooze yeah <laughs> wake me up in five minutes <laughs> okay so edu birdie which is a quote unquote hub for gen z insights okay surveyed five thousand college students to find out how sex preferences influence relationships so i got this article from my editor at work who who got this pitched keep in mind that i work at a jewish media company so not really sure why she got this pitch. she forwarded it to me because like she knows what i do and the subject line said think your doggy style love and partner hasn't cheated on you think again <laughs> okay so for female cheaters these were the most popular positions 70 percent like doggy style 60 percent cowgirl I think with for the cowgirl, it's like um, you must be like kind of a nympho if you're really doing cowgirl because like I you have strong thighs. Yeah. And also, yeah, I don't or know. Or maybe you feel guilty. So you want to like do the work. You know? Yeah. You're like punishing yourself. Fifty mm-hmm. percent mm-hmm. <laughs> like sixty nine. Oh. I thought was a little weird. Why? Who likes sixty? We'll talk about it another time. But like, OK, yeah, we should do an episode on sixty nine. Yeah. 25% missionary, because, like, that's so intimate. Yeah. 5% corkscrew? The fuck is that? I don't know what that is. Is that, like, uh, when you're spooning, maybe? I really have no idea. Or when no you put idea. your legs around them? I Should like I Google one. it? I, I don't even want to. And then 0% wheelbarrow. Oh, that's legs up. It's They're holding your It's when you're, your like, legs. on the ground. And, yeah. Legs. Or I thought you're on the edge of the bed. And the person with the the penis is eh, with the legs up, holding your legs up. Yeah, they're holding you like a wheelbarrow. Yeah, 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 but like, have you ever done that? Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh my god, you hot bitch. (laughs) Male cheaters: eighty-nine percent doggy style, fifty percent cowgirl, forty percent sixty-nine. I'm surprised by that one. Thirty percent wheelbarrow, twenty percent corkscrew, ten percent missionary. Moral of the story: Don't trust anyone who likes doggy style. Yeah, exactly. And then their conclusion is: No matter the position, men are more likely to be unfaithful. Hmm. Um, This study was a load of crock but uh i I thought it was funny yeah back to you miriam (laughs) i mentioned gwyneth paltrow before and her company goop Mm -hmm. for christmas they have all these like things that they sell yeah obviously advent calendar (laughs) no they sell they're selling a bdsm beginner kit guess how much it costs okay um 279 no more more five hundred dollars more a thousand more two thousand less fifteen hundred less twelve hundred more thirteen hundred more fourteen hundred less dude thirteen fifty yeah (laughs) (laughs) why are these just one thousand three hundred fifty dollars and guess what's in it okay a golden (laughs) jade egg no jade egg what would you do with that in well, a bdsm they're context? just like Goop is like obsessed with eggs i don't know okay so they call oh, this wait, wait wait a golden whip no a golden nipple clamps no. okay fine diamond <laughs> nipple it's clamps? literally wrist cuffs ankle cuffs and a leather paddle what yeah um why and the last time i checked this was yesterday there was only one left what <laughs> Oh my god. I don't know if that means they just had one in stock or LOL. 
people bought it all um yeah guys please don't spend that much money on a fucking bdsm kit like i know we always say you should invest in yourself i guess if you have money to spend go for it no but- no, no, no no go to adamandeve.com <laughs> and use our code seven for 15 to 50 percent off <laughs> your purchase and free ship yeah yeah i mean there's plenty of places like even things that we don't have codes for mm-hmm. that have amazing bdsm gear like spectrum boutique has a whole bdsm section yo spectrum boutique site is so good it is really good yeah so i'm getting some of my hanukkah gifts there oh yeah and knock shop has some good shit unbound has good shit so yeah you guys don't need to spend over a thousand dollars for handcuffs leg cuffs ankle cuffs and fucking leather paddle like you don't need to do that no and anyway. FYI, I have a code for knock shop. It's orgasmic. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think. Anyway, back to you, Ariel. All right. This one's a doozy. <laughs> no fab founder is suing ne- neuroscientists who thinks masturbating is fine. Oh, I All right. So we talked about uh, No Nut November and someone was like, what are your thoughts? And we were like, we think nothing. Yeah. And we've talked about the no fat movement on Reddit. Or yeah. I talked about it a bunch of what, about how they're like supreme voice. I was talking about the like wim- the women who were part of it, and it's like a tiny subset. Oh yeah, 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 but yeah. Brainwashed. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So Alexander Rhodes is the owner of the NoFap trademark. So he has a website like NoFap, um, and he's suing Nicole Prouse, one of my favorite researchers. We talk about oh, her all yeah. the time for defamation, claiming that she's made numerous false and defamatory statements about him and his work. I'm using quotation marks. Um, So Rhodes founded NoFap in 2011 after a lifelong battle with porn addiction starting at the age of 11. Um, 11. Yeah. He found it. Yeah. So he he made NoFap to help other men break their addiction to porn by not masturbating. Okay. Let's investigate the NoFap community so this 2018 study showed that members of the nofap communities on like reddit twitter this website um don't see women in porn as real women and last year motherboard so this this article is from vice and motherboard is like a a subset of vice um they looked at the origins of the anti-masturbation movement as a whole and found that orgasm denial and control over one's sex drive are key principles of historically fascist and white supremacist groups like the kkk Mm. this therapist david lay said quote these folks are some of the most obsessive hateful folks i've ever encountered online yikes they rapidly attack anyone who disagrees with them with extraordinary black and white thinking my impression is that they tend to be highly obsessive individuals who transmute their obsessive use of porn into an obsession with attacking people who might expose that the problem is in them rather than the porn ultimately they're the problem not the porn get it whatever that guy's name was um david lay get it david okay so in our porn addiction episode that was 35 oh who could remember yeah um whatever (laughs) you guys know do the work yourself you are you're all super fans and you know (laughs) um so when we talked about that i i brought up uh nicole prouse's recent study about porn addiction not really being an an addiction in the way that we uh, treat addictions like with an addiction model Mm -hmm. Um, so she's obviously saying porn addiction isn't real. It can hurt your, it can affect your life, but we shouldn't be treating it the way we treat other addictions. Right. It's a behavioral addiction. Yeah. 
which is like different than a substance. Exactly. Rhodes says that Nicole's statements are wrong and have caused him to suffer, quote, significant reputational harm and sustained actual damage in lost revenue and productivity. Uh, so to, to pay for the lawsuit, he made a crowd uh, fund campaign thing right. for two hundred thousand dollars. But um, at the time of the publication of the article, he only raised $34,327.89. That's still better than like how yeah. much money I have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not bad. But still not his goal. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck everyone who's donating to him. Yeah. Donate to us, y'all. Um, so this isn't what Nicole Prowse has to say about it. Alexander Rhodes and NoFap's lawsuit has no merit, nor do his libelous and unfounded assertions regarding me, my character, or my business. He's entitled to his opinions. However, he is not entitled to spread complete falsehoods about me to profit himself in silent speech. So sex therapists, therapists, and anyone who is uh, who wants to criticize the anti-masturbation movement as a whole it's difficult for them to speak out about it because they can't use the phrase no fap because it's trademarked. <laughs> um, yeah. They're scared that they'll be sued. Like Nicole Prouse is being right. but like she, if you follow her on Twitter, like she's just kind of laughing it off and yeah. she gets threats all the time. Like, death threats and like the fbi got involved to like Jesus. try and protect her so i mean it's scary but she's being such a badass babe yeah about it. we love you so i thought that no not november was just like a stupid alliteration i didn't realize that it was deeply rooted in like incel yeah culture. i guess i like kind of but i thought it just had become a big joke like yeah i mean it is a joke like there's memes yeah. that are like haha like every day is no not november if you're <laughs> fucking this guy you know <laughs> i guess my official stance on no not november is bad yeah no i did not make it yeah nor did i try all right back to you miriam back to me miriam this is something that i actually wanted to do an episode about but i don't think it's worthy of an episode uh, but i've talked about this before like how certain people will abstain from sex before a sporting event in particular like oh, yeah. athletes will abstain from sex or like i've known guys who said i need to not masturbate because i need to like build up this energy my ex used to say that all the time and so i wondered i was wondering if there's anything behind that because when i abstain from sex or masturbation i go a little cuckoo bananas you guys oh so i was like why is is that just me like what's the deal what's the deal <laughs> with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so basically it's all a bunch of baloney oh um, unkosher baloney basically the idea that sexual absence leads to an increase in performance comes from ancient greece they didn't allow people competing in the olympics to have sex prior to the olympics because they thought it would couldn't distract them they thought they needed that like pent-up energy <laughs> um, but there's no research that supports this idea and at the end of the day, it really just varies from person to person. Like if you have a lower sex drive, then you probably can get away with just not masturbating or having sex. But if you have a high sex drive and you don't, it could actually lead, even have detrimental effects. Like as I was saying, I go a little crazy because if I'm really horny, like I just, my standards get a lot lower as I'm yeah. saying. Wait, so you, you have or you haven't watched Big Mouth? I forgot. I have, but not the latest season. Okay. Well, in the latest season, there's like a little storyline about this one guy who's trying to abstain from sex because he doesn't want to like um, confirm that he's bisexual and he mm. goes just nuts from not uh, jerking Jesse. off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, 
basically like this all just stems from sex negativity and like sex negative socialization Mm. um so if you guys have a big event coming you should masturbate is what i'm saying like i masturbated before our live event i mean it that that always surprised me when you talked about it because of all the health benefits of masturbation like and stress it, release yeah like mm-hmm. it seems like that would only help your performance right. like it would clear your head exactly. i mean the only thing i could think of is like added aggression maybe in a sports situation but i think it's a bunch of baloney baloney <laughs> baloney like and cheese that. yeah anyway back to you Ariel. okay has me too changed modern dating Match.com, the dating site, does an annual Singles in America study led by Justin Garcia, the acting director of the Kinsey Institute, also one of my loves. That was hot because she didn't even look at her notes to say that. Because I know him. (laughs) (laughs) Do they know that I'm mostly just reading straight up from my notes? (laughs) Well, now you do. Revealed. Well, okay. All right. So there were 5,000 Americans surveyed. I don't know how many men or women. Um, uh, they were surveyed on their attitudes towards me too and if it changed your behavior at work and in their dating life here are the results <laughs> half of men 51% to be exact said that me too caused them to act differently overall 40% said that they're more reserved towards female coworkers. 34% said they're more reserved on dates and these are mostly millennials Um, I just like kind of feel like they were saying this to say it yeah i mean have you (laughs) noticed a difference like in your dating life and no yeah no me neither no one like cares about my consent (laughs) i mean some people do but i think they would have cared like i remember before all the me too stuff i dated a guy who would always be like is that okay almost to the point of excessiveness just because i wasn't used to that at all slap me yeah like he'd be like do you like that does that feel good and i I think communication is super important but at that point i was so not used to it but even now when i date guys and i have sex with them i don't feel like they're asking me a lot of questions or like making sure that i'm actively consenting and Mm -hmm. i am Mm -hmm. so maybe that's why i'm not noticing that because maybe they can tell that i am yeah yeah i mean it also depends on like the type of people who we're attracted to yeah um douchebags i'm actually not really no, attracted i don't to think either of us yeah, are attracted like to douchebags yeah nice jewish boys nice jewish boys with mommy issues um all right when it comes to a new potential partner now i wasn't sure if this was like on a first date um or just like you see someone and you start talking with them uh i feel like it was a first date though so for both men and women 19 percent think twice about the jokes they make yeah like no more rape jokes oh um <laughs> Trigger warning. 15% are more cautious about bringing the person home. That's what I was saying. Like, I didn't know if this was a first 15? date. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I guess like, I don't know. Maybe that's like because of the Aziz and sorry story. Yeah. <laughs> um, has it made dating more challenging? 19% of men said it has and 10% of women says it has. Okay. Yeah. I don't I know mean, why women would think that it's more challenging. I don't know. Maybe like you, I feel like the this all is requiring women to be more in heterosexual situations to be more like straightforward about what they want because i think that like i mean and better like in general both because uh-huh. i feel like with like me too pre all of that i mean a lot of things were like women are supposed to say no you know and like part of the fun or part of the relationship that you're cultivating is being like no and then they're like come on and then you're like no and that's Baby, be like it's a, cold yeah outside. it's like a cat and mouse type thing but i think now you can't really get away with that because we want people to hear no you know when yeah. you say no 
So maybe that makes it harder for some people who are a little more shy or aren't as comfortable with their sexuality. I don't know. Yeah. It's just conjecture. Like maybe they're being more selective and they're thinking more like, ooh, this person's going to me to me. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, speaking of the baby, it's cold outside. Did you hear about John Legend changing the words to the song? Yeah. And it like. It's like, I respect your choice. Yeah. (laughs) I. It's like a little bit of it was like kind of intense but i really admire him for being like yeah we gotta just because this song has been around forever doesn't mean that it's good yeah yeah so 100 percent. i want to watch chrissy and john have sex (laughs) um back to you miriam so there was a new study published in the american journal of sexuality sexuality education sexuality sexuality (laughs) called negotiating shame silence abstinence and period sex and Mm. basically they had 200 women uh participate and ask them to share the types of messages that they received about sex sexuality sexual health while growing up i'm interested in the period sex oh i'm not talking about that Uh, (laughs) cool but we'll save that for our period (laughs) sex episode yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i'm talking about it a little bit but uh (laughs) basically as you could expect, the vast majority of women in the study only had negative experiences to report about them in terms of like the kind of messaging they got as children growing up mm-hmm. about sex. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these messages include you're not supposed to have sex before you get married. Period sex is disgusting. And masturbation is something to be ashamed of. Masturbation is disgusting. Yeah. Um, obviously, those three things are things we incredibly disagree with. I think you should have sex whenever the fuck you're ready to. Um, I think period sex is delicious and masturbation is amazing. <laughs> delicious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do think periods are wonderful and they're not gross. Anyway, uh, these messages come from like all, all that you'd expect it to come from your parents, the media, religious figures, you know, your priest saying don't touch your pussy. They also in this study, like talk to these women and ask them to share memorable messages they received about sex growing up that were positive. And so the four main messages were as follows. These four things basically contributed to having positive attitudes about sex. Okay. The first was having an open dialogue about sex. So this could be anything from honest conversations with friends and family to just things in the media, like our podcast, for example. So people who listen to our podcast a lot probably have more positive vibes towards sex. LOL. Um, LOL because of vibes. Get it? Oh. (laughs) But yeah, you guys guys (laughs) hear people having open, honest conversations about sex all the time. So you probably feel better about sex than people who don't listen to this podcast. Yeah. So you should send this to someone who doesn't listen to improve their And also make them leave a review. And five stars. Anyway, uh, the second was pretty obvious, getting more better sex education, something that's not like Mean Girls where they're like, don't have sex because you'll get pregnant and die. Mm -hmm. Or like the chewed gum thing that we've talked about in past episodes where like if you have had sex, you're like a piece of chewed gum Mm -hmm. and no one's going to want to chew you. But perhaps something like SVU. SVU this season has been so feminist. Okay, I don't watch it, so I can't speak to that. Anyway, uh, three, focusing on body positivity, especially seeing periods are something that aren't gross. Um, I think we should, we'll definitely have an episode on this because it's way more complicated than a few sentences, but like periods aren't disgusting inherently. Like they're just something that's happening to your body. Um, And I think people reframing periods can be really helpful and that and other aspects of loving your body and the things that come out of it. Um, help with sex mm-hmm. positivity um, and then the last one was questioning and ditching gender stereotypes so you know w- certain things that are considered feminine or masculine like we don't have to confine ourselves to those boxes we can be 
complex mm-hmm. creatures. Mm. So those are the four things. I hope you guys are working on all of those in your life to have sex be amazing. I'm personally working a lot on the second two, focusing on body positivity and trying to ditch gender norms. Oh. Yeah. I feel like you're good at every, all of that. Yeah. I mean, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you can't get better at it. Aww. <laughs> Always working on yourself. You merch. know. You're a work in progress. We all are. Yeah. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your, your final form. Uh, no, I'm in like very extreme draft oh, mode. Stop it. No, you're awesome. You're okay. a bad bitch. No, I'm a bad, I'm a bad, like bad. Like you're a bad girl. <laughs> I'm a dirty girl. <laughs> anyway. I'm so dirty, actually. Should we talk about our study? Oh, yeah. Sex, sex. What are we talking about today, Ariel? Feederism. I doubt anyone knows what that is. Yeah. Um, do you want to hit us with a definition? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, first I wanted to just say we picked this topic because Thanksgiving's coming and feederism is all about eating. So it's a fat fetish focused on erotic eating, feeding, and gaining weight. Mm. Um, and we're going into Thanksgiving. Like, I hope you're all thinking about feederism while you're eating with your family and when things g- come to politics, you could say, hey, let's not talk about the 2020 election and let's instead talk about this really interesting fetish. And then just play our episode <laughs> yeah. on your Bluetooth speakers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure your grandparents are listening. Uh, yeah, we would we would need them to be involved. Um, okay, so it's a feeder-feedy relationship. Yeah, okay. two people. The feeder is the person who's getting sexual pleasure by feeding the other person and seeing them gain weight Mm -hmm. um and the feedy is the person who's getting sexual pleasure from being fed by others and gaining weight yeah and you can also just like feed yourself yeah like a solo with like all those videos like mukbang which yeah mukbang you know i didn't know what mukbang was when you told it to me i had to google it oh (laughs) yeah and i was like yeah mukbang well who's that youtuber i forgot her name um everyone knows who i'm talking about though she's like that blonde girl Who's like weirdly hot, but in a weird way. I literally don't. <laughs> well, she's like really famous on YouTube and literally all she does is like eat crazy amounts of food. And even like, it's like mainstream. My sister showed me it. You know what I mean? Wow. It's not sex. Like, it's not like, oh yeah, hot. Like people just watch her eat. I don't understand why, but she makes a lot of money from it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying we should, we should do a, a mukbang video and put it on our non-existent Patreon. Yeah. Would you guys watch that? Right in <laughs> and tell us what you want us to eat. <laughs> Okay, should I go first? Yeah. I'm I'm itching. Um, So, feederism is considered a paraphilia, so like an uncommon sexual interest. And I read Justin Lee Miller's like conversation of two different studies. Notably, I spoke about this huge study, Tell Me What You Want is his book and in our fetishes episode, but I didn't talk about this part. So, yeah. So, he has this whole book where he surveyed 4,000 people. Um, and he asked them like a shit ton of questions about what they like sexually, um, as you mentioned in our fetishes episode, but I'm focusing as on feederism. And he found that 13 to 19% of people have fantasized about feederism. So like at least once have thought in a sexual way, it'd be hot to feed someone or get fed by someone. Wow. Um, the least likely group was, do you want to guess? The least, like 
like, the least likely group like so it was 13 to 19 percent of people fantasized lesbians it. heterosexual women were the least oh. likely to fantasize about it and then gay men were the most likely to fantasize about it at 19 percent and all the other gender oh. sexual groups fall somewhere in between um but when asked about frequent feederism fantasies no more than two percent of the group said that they enjoyed it so like no only two percent of the population or at least of this group are really really into it basically all of the jews exactly um so where does feederism come from there's two theories and they might both be right so and they they might also both be wrong and there also might be many more um but the first one is that food is low-key erotic i mean i don't know if you feel this way but like when i have a really good meal like i do get aroused when someone's describing food to me i get horny honestly i'm not joking but it's mm. also funny um so there was this one study that had people rate various stimuli and they found that food was seen as more arousing than neutral stimuli but still less arousing than sexual stimuli so like you're still turned on by food. Like, I like get like a chocolate melt and lava cake from Chili's. Like, like it, I salivate. I'm like, I want to, yeah, I want to get fucked by that. Yeah, yeah. No, whenever I think about Bonnie in Vietnam, I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other theory is that this might be a combination of two fetishes. So the first is morphophilia, which is sexual attraction to a specific body characteristic. In this case, fatness. Um and bdsm which is like power control and humiliation mm -hmm. and so there was a study that looked at people who fantasized about feederism and found that they reported that the partners in their fantasies being fat or like having large bodies mm -hmm. so that kind of corroborates the morphophilia and then a lot of those who fantasized about being feeders reported more bdsm fantasies of almost every type but specifically sadism dominance bondage and discipline so there's this like power humiliation aspect to it mm -hmm. wow yeah weird um personally i don't think i would like to be like overfed by someone for like yeah. the purpose of getting fat but i do think it's sexy to like be fed grapes like when you fed me grapes at the yeah. anal party that was hot <laughs> oh my god we should like promote this episode with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i mean you know like eating a banana or cherries like food can be very erotic like whipped cream yeah so erotic i love playing with whipped cream yeah um um i kept thinking about hansel and gretel <laughs> like the witch fattening them up like yeah maybe she was a feeder. a feeder yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's the like power control element of like yeah. eating them afterwards <laughs> and like tying them up or whatever she did <laughs> i don't know i don't know if she put them in the i think she, she might have put them in the yeah, oven i mean hot. she didn't she tried to then they kicked her in. right 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 yeah smart kids. maybe that's what she wanted all along <laughs> <laughs> i looked at this specific case study i read an article that laid everything out because i could only find the abstract online and not the full study oh yeah but the study was called feederism in a woman yeah you saw this i was one? trying to get that study but yeah it was, like it was so hard, hard. um because <laughs> we do this the last moment and don't request <laughs> but study. there was weirdly a lot of information about feederism on the internet like compared yeah. to other things that we've researched in the past i feel like there, i felt like there was so much more really so many more resources yeah and like so many well, more I articles guess there about were so, it there were a ton of like there were a ton of uh, research papers, but I couldn't find any of the full length Someone ones. had a full like 180 page Book? thesis about it. I, I saw that. That was crazy. Yeah. I tried going to the discussion part I know, it was and now it was just like too many words. It was too many pages. 
<laughs> okay, so this was published in the Archive of Sexual Behavior in 2011. The lead researchers were Leslie L. Terry and Paul L. Vassy. So this was a case study of a 30-year-old woman um, whose pseudonym is Lisa, and sh- they recruited her from Fantasy Feeder. Did you did you see that website? Mm-mm. It's like the um, the online community for feeder feedies, um, and they asked her if they could do this case study. She was like, sure. Um, and the, this is what they found from following her for for a while. And like interviewing her. So um, most feeders experience uh, this desire from a young age. I read that in other Mm. places too. Did you see that? No. Um, So they said that when she was around seven or eight, she became fascinated with larger people and would pretend her Barbie dolls were gaining weight. And when she was 13, she had a dream of a fat woman wearing a crop top. Um, this is so funny. It says, i.e. a t-shirt or blouse with a lower portion cut off, resulting in the exposure of some of the wearer's <laughs> abdomen. Uh, of, a, of a fat woman wearing crop up dancing, and she experienced her first orgasm in her sleep. Hashtag sex dreams. Yeah. She described herself as both a feeder and a feedie, um, but she actually wasn't really heavy, which they thought was very interesting. Yeah. She exercised four to five times a week for an hour a day a day she had no mental health problems she was married uh college educated employed so she was just like a very normal human being um this is a quote from the paper despite an intensely erotic period in her 20s when sowing her wild oats she'd gone on a four-month diet of burgers bacon pastries donuts pizza cookie dough and up to 11 milkshakes a day holy shit lisa had no intention of allowing herself to become morbidly obese or practicing the feederism lifestyle purposeful weight gain was really sexually arousing for her and she she almost orgasm when she stepped on this scale wow she said the arousing part was founding out how much i gained and after a certain weight knowing that i was bigger than ever before can you imagine yeah no that's like the complete opposite of anything i've been conditioned to like think (laughs) about you know like first of all i don't step on a scale but if i did and it was a number that i was higher than anything i'd ever seen before i would be pretty upset yeah i don't know if that's good or bad but like that's just how I would feel, you know? Yeah, yeah. So keep that in mind for later. Ooh. Okay. Um, so even though she was so into all of this and it was so rousing to her, she kept it a secret. Like she didn't really engage in this with her husband or any other mm. partner. Um, why? Because she wanted to avoid really bad health consequences of obesity. So when she was on that big like 11 milkshake a day uh, diet... <laughs> You like not diet but diet she started to feel like super lethargic and she felt the effects of it so she just like cut back and was like right. hey, i don't i don't want to be like that um and she wanted to hide her sexuality from people because she thought that if she were in a relationship with someone who knew about it it'd be harder to hide it from like outsiders mm. so she just kept it to herself although i don't really i don't know how she could keep this from her husband like she probably she had to like masturbate in private and like stuff her face in private yeah. um But despite that, she was really active in the online feederism community, and she loved looking at porn of women gaining weight, specifically like a a one person continuously gaining weight and seeing the evolution or the progress. Um, And she also said she could only orgasm clitorally with her husband if she thought about fat-related things during sex. 
The researchers asked her what her steamiest fantasy was, and this is what she said. Gaining weight and being made fun of for gaining weight. Oh, my God. Being called names like fatty or pig or someone pointing out how big I am or how much weight I had gained. Drawing attention to or describing different body parts. For example, look how flabby your belly is getting. I enjoy the sensation of being stuffed, but part of that arousal is knowing that it will lead to weight gain later. The power dynamic and force feeding is appealing to me. I'm aroused by the idea of being under the control of someone who wants me fatter. So this power dynamic of feederism suggests that it's a variant of traditional sadomasochism, what you were talking about. This study differs in what you said, but like I'm inclined to... Um, trust your results because Justin mm-hmm. uh, but they said that there's a there is a small gay population of feeders but it's mostly a heterosexual thing huh. um, with men being the feeders and women being the feedies that like makes sense based on what I've seen you yeah know? but this that was Justin's yeah well I but that was one him. study some you know different studies find different things true that different. was also the, oh wait those stats were about like fantasizing about it once or twice not about like being so oh. in the community like this oh, one okay okay to okay be. so he said it was two percent of the population across the board okay cool so then this probably checks out so they uh were hypothesizing other psychoanalytic reasons for her sexuality um and she she defines it as her sexuality not like a sexual desire mm. um they think maybe it has to do with her mother controlling her diet as a teenager. Huh. Maybe it was like an oral fixation from infancy. Um, and then this is what I wanted you to keep in mind for. It could be a psychological defense in which she's escaped society's unrealistic expectations and ideals surrounding women and weight. Well, that sounds a lot like it, especially when she's talking about how like people making fun of her and degrading her for mm-hmm. her weight gain and pointing out specific like features of her. That's sounds so intense and terrible to yeah, me. Yeah. I would hate that. <laughs> it's really crazy. Like I wonder how her, her, her brain is like lighting up, you know, when she's getting those messages compared to like us hearing those messages. Right. right. Um, so when they asked her, why is your sexuality characterized by feeder men? Whoa. By why is your sexuality characterized by feederism? Lisa said, I am honestly not sure. I mean, how the fuck is she supposed to know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The end. Yeah. I think that like, it's definitely important to remember that we shouldn't stigmatize people who are into this because like, I think the one normal thing about sex is that everyone's fantasies are abnormal like no one has a normal fantasy yeah um and so just because to me this is like my worst nightmare (laughs) doesn't mean that it's not like super erotic for these people and that they shouldn't enjoy it like fuck yeah do you enjoy that yeah it's just really interesting because of the way especially american society perceives uh women's bodies right especially because this is mostly like women are the the feedies right um how they're just like rebelling against that yeah, and totally yeah. rejecting it which is like kind of badass yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. leaning into it i support it and i don't think it can be just one factor i think it's just like a ton of shit yeah just like every sexual preferences and sexual preference and fetish you know? yeah although it all usually starting when they're younger is interesting I mean, I was into BDSM when I was younger, too. Like, how young? I remember five years old, like, really liking oh, wow. being hit. <gasps> yeah. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Who hit you? Um, <laughs> there was, I had like two boys that I used to play with when I was little and it like, like one kid, I would play doctor and I would like, I would, um, what's the word? I'm, my brain is not here right now. Uh, what's the word when you're like instigating? Like I would try to instigate and like get him mad at me so that he would hit me because I really enjoyed it when he oh hit me. Oh my god, you little kinky, <laughs> yeah. kinky five-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> kinky kindergarten. Yeah, no, I think our sex, like our sexual preferences, I mean, I know, are definitely embedded in us when we're super young. Mm. I don't think that's just the case of feederism. Mm. Well, cool. <laughs> Questions? Questions! We heard you've got a sex question questions about something unrelated like types of snakes but if your questions about sex not snakes then ask it here on sex questions we have two this week and they're both amazing thanks for emailing us y'all let's give them a name okay the first one is from nancy (laughs) the subject is called how to not give head dot dot Hi, guys. I was wondering how you cannot give a guy head when you're hooking up. Miriam, help. LOL. (laughs) I always feel... First of all, thank you for spelling my name right. I always feel pressured to do it and honestly don't always want to blow these guys, but I still want to fucking be eaten out. I especially hate when they push my head down. What do I do and what do I say? I think it's so funny that she asked you specifically. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I haven't had my head pushed down a very long time. Uh, Don't fuck people who push your head down. But also, like, I guess it happens. So, um, first of all, you never have to do anything you don't want to do. But if you want someone to eat you out, I think it's less reasonable to expect someone to eat you out if you're not going to return the favor. But make sure they go first. And then once they go, you know, like, are you playing with your nipples? Yeah. (laughs) It's hot. (laughs) (laughs) And distracting. (laughs) Okay, I'll stop. Okay, I'm going to keep doing it. (laughs) Oh, she's playing with her nipple while I talk about not giving head. It's so turning me on. But yeah, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. If someone's pushing down your head, you could be like, you first. And then once they eat you out, you don't have to actually go I like ahead. that, you first. Yeah. And just ask ask for your pussy to be eaten. I know it's kind of awkward. You want the person to like just go for it and want it, but you're not going to get it if you don't ask for it. Yeah. I, I mean, sometimes you do. But If a dude pushes my head down, I don't want to be like, don't do that. And then it's like awkward. But but like if you don't want them to do it like you should and then maybe you should just leave if they're if they're gonna be a little bitch boy about it, you know? Yeah, I really haven't had my head. I I don't I haven't either. The most I've had is like someone asking me to do it. But um, I think it's some of it. I don't know if this is how she's feeling, how I feel sometimes, like just the pressure because of the way that the sexual scripts are. Right. Where I'm like, I have to do it so that he will do it to me. But that doesn't always work like that. And sometimes I'll try and wait it out as long as possible. And then I'm like, fuck it. I'll just do it. And it's like my I'm pressuring myself. So in my experience, usually one person gets head, not both. Either I get head or you get head, honestly. I mean, sometimes both once you've been like together for a while, but in the first few times, either you're going to eat me out or I'm going to suck your dick and usually not both. In my experience, yeah. That's why I don't really suck dick because, I mean, I do and I have and I've enjoyed it even recently, but like if you... If some Because usually what happens, or at least my ex used to say that he always learned if you eat the girl out, 
that's like prep for sex. You know, you make her come, then you have sex. Um, and you're probably not going to get a blowjob. That's like what he told me he learned, but that's kind of how it is. I mean, if someone eats me out, usually like we have sex right after because I'm so turned on. I'm like, give me your dick right now. Honestly, that's not how it's been for me. Yeah. It's been more of like a, when a dude eats me out, like I go down on them too. I mean, I'm always going down on a dude. Right. Um, but it's, I think with, with boys, if a guy wants to eat, if a guy likes eating pussy, he's gonna do it. Right. And if he doesn't go down on you, then he probably just doesn't really like it. That's not true, though. I've like, Really? Yeah. First of all, my ex, like, love eating pussy, and he did not go down on me the first time we had sex. Why? No, he did eat my ass. I don't what? know. I never asked him. He ate your poop hole and not your uh, yeah, baby know. hole? Who knows? <laughs> my baby <laughs> hole. <laughs> but I, yeah, I don't, like, I think that some guys... First, like not every girl likes to be eaten out. Not every girl feels comfortable getting eaten out. So I think that like some people, some men have been taught to maybe not necessarily go for it right away or wait until you've been asked. I mean, that's part of consent culture too. Okay. Well, I don't think that it's a golden rule that only one person gets had. Like, yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. But in my experience, oh, that's often the case is that like well. if I get eaten out, I'm probably not going to suck your dick. And if I suck your dick, you're probably not going to But gonna why? Eat why won't you suck their dick? Because you ate me out and then we're going to have sex and then you're going to come and like I could suck your dick later. But like, why would I? Wait, wait. But earlier you said you shouldn't do it. You shouldn't like both should be reciprocating. Yeah, no, I do think I think that if like I don't want to give. Okay, I think a lot of women give head because they're assuming that they're going to get the head in return. And I think that's not the reason why you should give head. I think you should only give head if you want to do it. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Or maybe if your partner asks, maybe you don't want to do it, but your partner asks and you want to make them feel good. Mm-hmm. That's fine too. Um, but like, and there are men out there that I've been with who love eating pussy. Those are my favorite men. Like you mm-hmm. guys line up. Hit me up. Yeah. Those are the best guys. Like they just want to eat pussy. They don't really care about having their dick suck. Sometimes they do, but like. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys just like like to eat pussy, and that's yeah, why. I the guys who get hard from eating pussy, yeah. yeah. Uh, the last guy that I was hooking up with was like that. Oh, I'm so sad. Yeah, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically the point is, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Um, you might just have to like resign to the fact that if you don't suck dick, you might not get eaten out, too. Like it might just be there's not going to be oral sex involved, and you're just going to do PIV. Yeah, and, and also, I mean, just remember like they don't know what you're thinking so right say it out loud you should ask for it i like i've asked plenty of times to get eaten out and i i don't i can't remember being rejected and also if um if you can only come by getting eaten out and they're not doing it and if they're like did you come or if they say anything like alluding to your orgasm you could say like i actually need you to eat me out of to come yeah and then they'll be and then if they don't do it then i think like you know that they don't care about yeah that. about your orgasm and then boy bye yeah but here's a question for you what if somebody asks you to suck their dick and you go down there and it smells and tastes bad um in the past like when i was younger i would like i've sucked dicks that have smelled bad yeah um, it's disgusting. I mean, not like bad, but just like if you get too close to the balls. It's like concrete. it's like I want. I'm gonna gag. I'm I don't think I like have sex with guys who have smelly balls anymore, though. <laughs> I I also like a little bit. You know, I like a little bit of smell. Like I like when I can smell it. I don't want it to just smell like nothing. So like I like it a little nasty, a little sweaty. Um, <laughs> I don't think I've had an experience where it smelled really bad, honestly. But I think if it smelled really bad, I would just be like, hey, I can't. 
I, I don't think I would say that it smelled bad. I think I would just stop and like start making out with them. Yeah. And then like do other stuff. Uh, and make them taste themselves. Exactly. <laughs> like if they asked, I would, I would be honest. But like if no one asked me, I probably wouldn't like want to make them feel bad. I'd probably just like come back up and get out of there. Yeah. And that's why if a guy goes down on me for only a short amount of time, I'm like, I'm disgusting. There was one time that I had sex with a guy who like went to go down on me and then was like, no. I can't. Oh my god, I would literally <laughs> I don't know. I would literally I don't know. Yeah. What did you do? I was like, oh okay, and then we had sex. <laughs> <laughs> Were you like sweaty that day? Was No, there... I don't think there was anything wrong with me. I think he just has an issue with vaginas because well. like my vagina I mean, even like sweaty. My vagina doesn't like it's fine. Like you can get your mouth in there. Honey. Yeah. No, I think anyone who like doesn't want to go down on you because they think it smells bad is just like a sex negative loser okay but if i don't want to go down on a guy because he smells bad but that's because men are gross <laughs> <laughs> what woman smells so disgusting oh like, I, I think i mean first of all they could have like an, an infection oh, yeah that's true that's true but and that's like that's an infection actually the call her daddy girls were talking about this one time did you listen to the episode i think so yeah, yeah and like that's actually such a great point if um, you're hooking up with someone and they smell, I don't know about boys, but I think I think really just for girls, if they smell so bad, there actually might be something wrong that they don't know about. And yeah. like you, you might, you sh- maybe you should say something, even though that's incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, like vaginas aren't supposed to taste like flowers and cupcakes. Like they have a distinct <laughs> taste. They're like a little sour, a little bitter. Um, flowers and cupcakes. <laughs> I want mine to taste like a red velvet cupcake with cream cheese frosting. Oh, that's yummy. I could just get like I another want- yeast infection. <laughs> and then it'll taste like... Yeah, I'll just or put it'll like, look like cream red cheese. Red dye coloring. <laughs> that's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, semen doesn't taste that good. Like, uh, we put up with... like, I mean... I don't swallow ever anymore. Yeah, I mean, I do. But um, I think that it's just like... That's sex, man. Sex is kind of stinky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. That was my listener was question. That advice. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do the next one? I hope one? that helped you. Um, yeah. The next one. This one's interesting. It's called Navigating Bisexuality. This is from, let's say. Jolie. Jolie. I have a really complicated relationship with sex. My family was really Christian and we did not talk about sex at all. And the environment was quite homophobic. Mm. I was attracted to girls before guys, but really buried it deep down so Mm. much so that I would secretly masturbate to orange is the new black and then cry. Oh my God. I I identify as bisexual and I'm out with most people, but not my family for obvious reasons. I've never had sex with a woman, but I really want to. I'm just so unsure how to go about it. If I'm able to meet a woman, do I tell her I've never had sex with a girl like I want to ask her how she how she wants it and what to do, but I don't want to make a fool of myself. Sad face. Um, I have experience with this. Yeah. The the one girl that I had sex with twice, she is a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never had sex with a girl before. This was after I broke up with my boyfriend. I was on Bumble um, and I told her straight up. If you're going to hook up with someone who has hooked up with a lot of girls before, and especially if they are a lesbian, it's so important to tell them about how you're feeling because I think there's like a lot of there's a lot of instances where lesbians will be like, oh, you're you're just fucking with me. Like, I'm just an experiment to you. But if you're upfront and honest and being like, I really just want to explore this. 
um, then I think it's better. So I was very open with her and I, I went to her place. Well, we went to a bar like underneath her apartment building and I was so hammered because I was so nervous. Um, and we hooked up and she actually, I, I was performing very well for her cause I was just doing what I like to myself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like how you would hook up with a guy. I mean, you didn't specify your, um your sexual history really with guys but the way that you would ask them what they like and the way that you would want to be asked what you like just project that like be what you want to see in this world right um and you know what like what's kind of cool about hooking up with someone of the same gender is that like they have the same body parts as you so you kind of know what if you know what you like like you can kind of try those things out on the other person mm-hmm. uh they might not even know that they like it because we like experiment with ourselves differently than yeah what other people do um yeah so like you can just definitely communication is always important but also just like try what you would like like that's how i give massages whenever i give a massage i'm like this is what i would want someone yeah. to do for me and then people are always like this is such a good massage yes 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 <laughs> giving the chills i'm so good at that because i used to just give myself chills in bed for like hours <laughs> Just like touching while you was masturbating, (laughs) (laughs) I would watch Mean Girls and give myself the chills because Mean Girls used to turn me on a lot. Yeah, (laughs) Um, but I mean, again, communication is a key to everything. Yeah, and I think a lot of uh, in the gay community, especially like people, are more um, accepting of like being. I mean, I think in general, people are pretty nice about an experience or lack of experience but i think yeah. like especially in the gay community there's a lot of people at various ages who are just getting involved yeah, and so, so true. people like are prepared and know how to help you yeah also women are so nice yeah like, i mean not to generalize there's definitely cunts out there but and, like it can be fun to like show someone um like what to do for the first time yeah like i can show you the world yeah and and so women are dudes are easier to please because it's just like I mean, they just are like, yeah, one motion. All women like different things where like our vaginas are like snowflakes and no one is the same. So you can't expect anyone to like the same thing, which is why you have to ask. But lesbian women orgasm more than straight women. So that's because of communication. And like we know what our how our bodies work. Like we all know what to do with a dick because we've been hit with that our whole lives like you this is what you do with the penis but yeah no one really talks about what you do with the vagina but you know what to do with your own vagina mm-hmm. so you can kind of extrapolate that to mm-hmm. another extrapolate mm-hmm. cool anyway that's it i hope that helps and sorry about your shitty family yeah i'm so sorry um, we're your family now yeah we love you also you should check out the i'm sure you've heard of it's it gets better but Dan Savage has all these amazing videos about people who've had like shitty family who came around. Um, I don't know if that's something that would help you out, but I would follow what's wrong with Molly Margaret. If you're not already, she is bisexual, right? No, she's gay. Really? She, she used to identify as bisexual, but has now come out like, Oh, as gay. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, she gives a lot of great advice. I want to ask you all to please leave a written review. Yeah, on our It'll take like iTunes. thirty seconds. Yeah, um, we read everything. Yeah, every single message we get on Instagram, email, iTunes, we're consuming it. Right. Yeah. So message us, hoes. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at smhpod. You can email us the smhpod at gmail dot com. 
And you can use our code seven for 15 to 50% off your order on Adam and Eve so that you don't have to spend over a thousand dollars on a BDSM kit. Mm, bye. Bye.